Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And this episode is sponsored by John Deere Lowmowers in honor of our grassroots podcast. Boy, okay. So people are going to see the title and they're already going to (laughs) know who's here. But what a great, what a great, um, can you think of a better guest to have on to follow the the epic um, traction our last podcast got? (laughs) (laughs) Snowballing. Um, Yeah. Gosh, it was, uh, I didn't realize that that many people were that concerned over grassroots, but I like that. You know what? We might be the jerks here, but at least we got people talking. You know what I mean? We're, we're definitely the jerks. Let's, let's make that very clear. <laughs> we're definitely the jerks, but I still think that we made a lot of correct points. And I would argue a lot of the things that I, that I, I said, um, but I can't wait to hear what our guest has to say. RJ Gritter's on the podcast. Finally. What's Welcome. going on guys? It's about damn time. It is about damn time. You know what? You have our, every right to be upset with us. Our age is taking too long. I am. I'm basically forward. just here to to yell at you, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> take a number. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, Get in line. God. It's like everybody shits on Mark for some reason, and he's the nicest guy in the world. Horrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for that, I'm, Mark. <laughs> I'm not the nicest guy in the world, but uh, you know, I take you take it in stride, right? So that's all you can do. Grassroots, RJ. So uh, I almost feel like grassroots is like crypto, right? Like it's there, but you can't describe it. Like, what is cryptocurrency, right? It's really that sounds about right. right. Yeah, you know what I mean. But people yeah. like it, and people are into it. It's cool. It's got a catch, a catchy name. So maybe, <laughs> maybe like grassroots should just be like our cryptocurrency in in the aerobatic universe, right? I like that. I'd, I'd buy some. Yeah. Get Elon to back it, uh, try to make some money. Maybe I can buy a non-grassroots airplane one day. That'd be nice. Yeah. Buy some FTX. There we go. Yeah. Some yeah. Bahamas real, real estate. It'll be good. That's the thing, though, <laughs> is is what is, you know, if we're going to define grassroots by airplane, is it old airplanes or is it cheap airplanes or is it That's... yesteryear airplanes? Golden. I mean, are we going to call it golden era aerobatic airplanes? Like what? I, you know, is obviously, it perfor- is it a performance catalog? Is it a yeah, absolutely? Is it two hundred horsepower? Good point. I, I don't know where you go with that because what's the quintessential grassroots airplane? I mean, I don't know what pits S ones and diaries decathlons kind of thing. Clipwing, I, mean, I think a clipwing has. A oh swing. shoot, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I I'd almost go cub, you know, because when I think of well, grassroots, I think of, I don't know, maybe I take it, um, a little too literal, but like I literally think of like country flying. Like it's yeah. like you know what yeah. you can yank and bank, um, you got this. You hand prop it, you get in. There's no radios, no transponder, no ADSB, nobody watching, and and you can fart yeah. around and have fun. And then you take that maybe a step further and actually do some, you know, um, formulated like, aerobatics with think, it in the form of a contest. But like, you know, I don't know. I mean, is that one grassroots? How do you take a pilot from from California where there's no grass or roots and like call him a grassroots guy? 
You know what I mean? I feel like it's got to be like a target market area, like the Midwest only. Even you, RJ, you're on the East Coast. Like you're surfing and flying all cool <laughs> shit. Like you're not, yeah, far- right. you're not farming. I feel like you have to, maybe you have to do like a internship farming somewhere, you know, by Aaron or something like that. Go farm some corn. And uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's valid. Yeah. Get that's your, fair. get your grassroots license. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really need to be able two months. You need to husk sixty corn in sixty seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Best is best. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be curious. I know Rob. Rob has tried to label grassroots, and you know, honestly, the IAC leadership, you know, they can they can come up with a definition and a and kind of a I guess a construct of what grassroots is, and then say that's grassroots. But then, then what? There's there's not a grassroots category. Um, the, what do you, when you say focus on grassroots, you know, it is interesting because this kind of came up out of nowhere last podcast. Um, we were just, I don't know how we got on the topic of it because it's not like it's been in the lexicon lately. Um, when Rob asked that question on the aerobatic pilots page, that was, that was like, honestly, that was like a year ago or more, but I wonder, you know, there's extras out there that are mid nineties that's coming up on 30 years old. Is that grassroots? That's a carbon monoplane. That's well, RJ, you got a you got a cap 20, 20 got a cap 21. Well, theoretically, yeah. I have a bunch of parts that used to be a cap 21. Right. So like I think that's a grassroots airplane. Oh, that would be a sick grassroots airplane. I don't I know. I think it is too. Why why would that not be a grassroots airplane? I mean, you fly honestly, everything that you fly is it would be in the grassroots category, in my opinion. You know, you fly a super decathlon. I mean, sorry, a decathlon. Um. Yeah, you have a cub. Yeah, it's true. Man, That's but the, I mean, there are some high performance airplanes that are of that era too. You can like mix a all those up together. Oh yeah. Oh, that's you. You could not beat that. Let me yeah. ask you this, RJ. Yeah. Do you have you have you thought about the term grassroots, or is that something that gets talked about a lot in your world? And do you feel like you are grassroots? And if so, why? And if so, not? Or I mean, if not, why not? Frankly, I think the last time, as far as it being talked about a lot, before right now, the last time I heard that word was at our contest when someone won the grassroots award. Yeah. Oh, it does not really get talked about. Um, do I consider? I don't know. It's such a squishy thing. I guess I sort of do consider myself in that category. It's, you know, older airplane, lower horsepower. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's not even a super. It's it's definitely like- it's definitely that side of the line, but I don't know. It's, it's like you said, it's such an abstract thing. It's hard to say. Yeah. I feel like you have to be good though. Like you, if there was a guy, and I don't mean to be like a jerk saying this, but if there was a guy like a local competition who just sucked and he was flying like a, a clip wing cub, I wouldn't call him a grassroots pilot. Cause I feel like it's like a term that you like earn. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a certain like pedigree to like being I don't know, at least how I look at the the term. And and when I see it tossed around a little bit, I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, not to blow smoke up your ass, like you're an amazing pilot. So like I see grassroots in your name and it's like, yeah, obviously the two and two go together. But like, I don't think you can associate a grassroots pilot with somebody who sucks. Right. Ooh, I I would disagree. I would say that that hurts. No, no, and I, I I agree with RJ being a phenomenal pilot. <laughs> Let me, let's talk about. Right now. Um, I loved watching you act at uh, Air Venture. It was incredible, uh, you're, dude. You're you you freaking you fly the shit out of that airplane. It's it's incredible. 
Um, Thank you. I would say, in my opinion, again, this is why this is why the discussion's fun, and why it's kind of hilarious to watch people define this thing. Um, it, it to me, grassroots is like okay, you're in the it's like the beginning state. You're 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 flying things or in a way that we used to fly, right? Like barnstorming, lazy aerobatics, which, you know, hey, flying a uh, a Satabria in a contest, uh, how precise can you get? You know what I mean? Even at, yeah. even a yeah, decathlon, exactly. how right, precise right. can you really get even flying a Resty um, in some of these airplanes? They just don't have the precision that modern airplanes do. Whether you're good or not at it, I mean, I, I can understand the argument, but I would say it's just like you're flying an old airplane, old style airplane, even if it's a 2012, I mean, sorry, 2022, um, seven ECA, um, Aurora that rolled off the assembly line. Um, that's still an old style airplane, lower horsepower made the same way it's been made for the last God, 50 years. Um, and it can't be flown with any real precision. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, it's, it's just kind of a, a, you know, a lazy aerobatic fun airplane that, you know, is that the roots? Is that grassroots? I don't know, but that, that's kind of what I think of. I, I I agree. I could split it two ways. I could see that argument. I mean, that, I guess that's more the stance that uh, say that's the IAC definition of it, right? We yeah. we put a horsepower limit or and maybe a type airplane limit. I, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but like you say, you know, you could take an airplane that just rolled off the assembly line that fits that, and it's a three hundred fifty thousand dollar airplane. Yeah. Something about that just doesn't feel grassroots to me. You know, it, it it feels like to me it's more of a it's more of an approach and an attitude to it. You know, you you go get sure it obviously can't be you know a, a brand new carbon fiber monoplane, but you go get the airplane you can afford. You go out, you you figure out how to do the best you can with it, and you just bring it. It's something about that attitude is feels yeah. like grassroots to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like where do you draw the line though? That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's blurry because you know you look at like give like take Greg Coons for example, and I can't yeah. wait to talk about because you know I think I would say that you two are arguably the most notable people um, in modern aerobatic and airshow history to to fly a similar platform in the way you do, and that is your act, right? I mean, Greg Coons is is very well known for his super decathlon act. He flies an extreme decathlon. That's in 2023. Is that a five hundred thousand dollar airplane? Maybe four is four fifty. An extreme decathlon. I don't so know. I think they're in the three hundred somewhere. I I think it's more than that. Yeah. I because I think when we I, looked at it, the extreme was like really really high. Um, maybe it's four that, now. You know, let's I think say it's, it's like four. high threes. Yeah, high threes, four, whatever, three seventy. Regardless, three. it's a house. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so much money. And if you can compare that to a 1995 extra 300 that you can buy for 180, 200, 220, it's less money. So is that grassroots? Are we going by price? It's a really, it's really fun to think about. And obviously it draws a lot of discussion. Um, yeah. to, don't get me wrong. I don't think an extra is grassroots. I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize an, an extra as grassroots, but you look back at the the Kermit Weeks, Patty Wagstaff era. Is that grassroots aerobatics, grassroots competition? They were all flying, you know, high performance pits, and you know, maybe not the three hundred, but two sixties, extra two sixty. Um, I don't know. 
where do we, yeah, where, where's the limit? Is it, is it a time period? Is it money, horsepower? Well, I, I just, to, man, I you're just not winning Googled. that one. I have no idea. Oh God, what have you Googled? Googled the, yeah, I went on Dr. Google. And uh, the definition of grassroots, according to Google, is the most basic level of an activity or organization. So grassroots is primary. Primary. So anybody, anybody who flies in primary is grassroots. So if Rob Holland takes the MXS and flies primary, he's grassroots. <laughs> yeah. And another definition is something grassroots is at the most basic level of something down there in the dirt with the roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So is this the, the most basic level, like class yeah. of competition or the most basic level of airplane that can do it? Or the most basic level of experience that can do it. You can do it either way. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You can expand that question. You're exactly right. This is why we need to run for president, RJ. Me, you, and Mark. I'm game. Let's go. Spend spend all the money. We should talk about aerobatics, shouldn't we? (laughs) It is stupid (laughs) grassroots bullshit. Well, let's let's I'm I'm so excited to to learn your story, RJ. How did you I and I know I, I I don't know how much you can allude to about things maybe changing in the future or or what your plans are, but how did you get to being the practitioner of a decathlon at air shows across the country? Now that's a loaded question. I'll try to give you the short version. Uh, I mean, I got into flying as a as a kid. I grew up um, in a flying family. My dad was a test pilot, most recently of the Honda Jet. Uh, my mom, a oh, flight cool. instructor, ATP. They both set a bunch of records in, in a little airplane called the Quest Air Venture um, yep. years ago. Sweet airplane. I will have one one day. Um, anyway, cool. so I, I grew up flying with them. Uh, but, setting the bar high. Yes. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and But they weren't into aerobatics. I, I didn't really learn that way. I did my first role with my dad in the venture. But, um, you know, grew up going to air shows like like every other kid. Um and when I was in middle school, it's like 12, 13, I got heavy into flying radio controlled airplanes. Um and oh awesome. Learned yeah, it joined a club. Um actually one of my mom's flight students gave me an airplane and and signed me off on the buddy box and got me flying. Um and and just really quickly snowballed, learned aerobatics with that, got bigger airplanes, um, and got into competition. Um one of those is, they call it IMAC, which is mini IAC. So they're yep. giant scale models uh, of the airplanes we fly now. Um, so that was one thing, giant scale outdoor. And then I also got into indoor uh, precision and freestyle aerobatics. So these are really lightweight, like a three foot wingspan airplane that weighs, well, some of them like a few ounces. Um, and we would do Jeez. a resty flying and then music choreographed freestyle flying. Um and I did that for for many years. Got um, was fortunate to fly in a lot of contests. Flew on the first U.S. team in F3P, the F3P World Championships. How um, how old are you at this point? I was oh shoot when we went to the world. So I guess I was around twenty. Oh shoot, I don't know twenty twenty one twenty two. That was at the end of college. Um, but I I did all that competition when I was like sixteen through twenty two, something like that. Um, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. We traveled all over, all over the country doing the big stuff. And then eventually Poland and Dubai for the world air games. Um, amazing experience. Uh, and I kind of, 
And I loved it. I, I kind of got to the top of the game doing that, um, competing at a high level and had was fortunate to have a bunch of fantastic sponsors that um, helped me build some amazing airplanes. Um, anyway, that's where I learned my aerobatics and really got a passion for that. But, you know, all along, I was a private pilot, sold on my 16th birthday, check ride on my 17th, all that stuff. Um, and I knew at some point I needed to combine the two and do aerobatics, you know, in an airplane for real. Um, Wait, I have to, I have to interrupt you for a second. I'm, I yeah, just yeah, looked, yeah. Up, looked up your name and oh, no. you're freaking amazing. Mark, have you ever, do you know about this? Yeah. Oh God. I do, I'm research. Yeah. I do research. Jeez. <laughs> you're like the real deal flying remote. You, oh my God. You're I was really for good. a bit. No one knows who I, who I am anymore, but uh, yeah, I, I was fortunate. You should post to, some more videos of that. That I should. I should. Yeah. I still have all those airplanes. I just barely get to fly them anymore. Um, oh my god! But we that's, did some some awesome stuff. Yeah, if anyone's cool. interested, go go Google uh, search YouTube for videos of ETOC. That was the big indoor contest we did here for a while. And the last airplane I designed, I I designed a series of airplanes based on the MX2. Actually, um, the last one I called the MX3 because it varied. It, <laughs> it, it it drifted away too much. But Rob Holland but, has entered the chat. Yeah, <laughs> time for the full scale MX3. Um, but the last one, you'll see a you video talk about MX. You start growing a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, you're good. Those those dang things. You'll see a video. Um, we had a variable pitch prop uh, that would actually go into full reverse, so you could get full reverse thrust. And it had thrust vectoring in the yaw direction. So you could swing the motor and prop right and left. And uh, you go watch some of the videos from the last few years at ETOC. You'll see stupid stuff that airplanes should not do. Um, it was amazing. It was super cool. So do you bring them, do you bring them to competitions and, and like mess around a little bit? I have. I've, I've brought them out to the airport a little bit and flown, but nah, not as so much cool. as I should. Not as much as I should. Um, Jeez. But it was pretty cool. It was fun because I I grew up really love loving flying and engineering. And that was, I could combine the two in that, right? They're kind of cheap, small airplanes. I could go engineer them, do all sorts of crazy stuff, build them, and then go fly the heck out of them. Um, so it, it was pretty pretty neat experience. Actually, That's awesome. one last question with this RC stuff. Can you, since you don't really fly that much, like you were saying, can you jump back into it? And I know you won't be like hundred percent, but like on a scale of one to 10, how close to like your, your top level are you after not flying for a while with RC? Uh, I don't know, seven or eight. I can, wow. I can still scare myself with what I can do. It, it, it's very <laughs> weird because I won't do uh, like, I won't fly my 35% extra for, for a year or two, and then I'll take it out. And I can still do rolling loops, rolling harriers, you know, just kind of right on the deck. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't really know what I'm doing, but the airplane's doing it still. So that's cool. <laughs> Your fingers just keep, you just start moving. It's just muscle memory. Yeah. It, it's crazy. That's so um, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. So, anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, so that's really how I learned aerobatics. And at the, at the end of high school for my little senior project at high school, I took four or three three or four quick lessons in a Satabria, like 15 minutes each. So I learned to do barrel rolls, loops, spins. And then the last one, we did them all in a sequence. Um, and I was was pretty well hooked. So I went off to college, couldn't afford to fly really throughout college. Um, but right at the end of it, the, the engineering department, like flying club had this 
day where students could come out and take a, a demo flight in an airplane. And someone happened to have an extra 300, a mid-wing. Um, and Best airplane like, ever made. Uh, you know, I would agree because that's what led to this. So I went for a flight in this thing and, you know, look, it was supposed to be an aerobatic ride. And it turned out it was really kind of this guy just doing spin demos. But he did a spin demo and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm actually a pilot and I kind of think I know some aerobatics from RC stuff. Can I just play with the airplane for five minutes on the way back to the airport? And he said, sure. And so I did everything I could think of, you know, flying <laughs> like crap, certainly. Um, but I think we flew for 45 minutes, just screwing around, just doing rolls, vertical stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I, and by the end of that, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face for a, a day and I was just hooked. So I no kidding changed course. At that time, I was planning to go to grad school and I said, uh, never mind, I'm going to graduate, get a job and save up and get an airplane. And that's exactly what I did. Um, so long story short, like I graduated 2015 that Christmas, um, I was fortunate enough that my my dad and stepmom partnered with me in this decathlon that I have now um, and flew it home and just flew the crap out of it. Um, I never that really took any blue lessons. And white one. Yeah, that's the blue and white one. That's, that's the one I one I still have and still I'm flying. Um, and I basically taught myself terrible advice, right? No one should do this, but I taught myself how to fly aerobatics in it based on the little bit of, you know, the hour in the Satabri I had and my RC experience. Um, <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's the story. I flew, you know, knowing I wanted to compete and, and fly air shows. Um, I flew about 200 hours a year in it the first two years. If if it was a flyable day, I went out and flew. Um, flying the primary like, sequence and yeah. Any mentors along this way? Like anybody that you would like reach out to just for advice or tips or you know, something like that that was within the uh the sport? You know, certainly. Um, but but I didn't I didn't really know anyone who's who's super current in it, you know, all, all the names we think of now. Um, but I was pretty yeah. lucky. So I I ended up out of school, I moved up here to to near Warrenton, Virginia, which um, I'm, I'm 10 minutes from the Warrenton airport, which if anyone knows the history, this is kind of an aerobatic hotbed and has been for a very long like, time. Yeah. Um, three boxes on the field. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I could not have lucked out more. So we've got an active IAC chapter and some amazing people here who are great mentors. And then it's also five minutes from this little field called the Flying Circus. Um, and they do, they do, I shouldn't say they, we do an air show there every weekend all summer. Um, and wow. so when I moved up here, I found the place, started volunteering on the ground crew there and got the airplane and quickly started flying it out there. Uh, and there are a few pilots out there who, who are good mentors. Uh, well, one of them is Kirk Wicker, who um, used to fly air shows. He actually owned the Cap 21 before I did. Uh, yep. Used to fly um, wing walk with Jane. Um, anyway. Did all sorts of awesome air show stuff back then. Um, I heard he retired. He, he really is. He's a great guy and a fantastic pilot. Um, yeah. He retired from flying air shows before I started, uh, but was a, a great mentor. And and he's the one, I don't know how much time I put in the airplane, but I flew for a bit and I went and talked to him and said, hey, Kirk, you know, I, I've been teaching myself this stuff. I think I'm doing okay, but would you come fly with me and, and help? 
And we went up for half an hour and he just said, all right, show me what you're doing. And I, I did, I just kind of did one of everything. And, uh, he showed me a couple of things, but at the end said, keep doing what you're doing. You're safe. Just keep practicing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's long story short, actually long story long, but that's, that's the gist of it. That's amazing. And that was a, what kind of, was it a, a Blanca decathlon or an American champion decathlon? That you it's got? a Blanca. It's a 1977, um, 150 horse constant speed. Oh my god! Weird, weird middle ground. Yeah. What you're doing. it's a blast. <laughs> it's I I love love that airplane. So initially, I was going to get a Satabria, and uh, and looked around and probably looked at five airplanes. There was something wrong with all of them, and just just stumbled onto the deal of a lifetime on this airplane. You know, it was not a show winning airplane, but it was solid and safe, and uh, and it's been it's been amazing. Um, yeah. That's really cool. And if, yeah, on all the way. If if anybody is complains about not having enough horsepower, just just Google RJ's flights, and then shut up. <laughs> Basically, shut, shut the hell up. And it, it's a tired hill. 150 horse man. Yeah, it's uh. And How I, much time is on the motor? Is it making 150 still? Oh, I'm sure it's not. Uh, I think 1,600, <laughs> 1,500 or 1,600. Awesome. It's, it's, it's doing all right. It's at 110 <laughs> horsepower. Yeah. Goddamn. Oh, man. Um, geez, so you've really been hitting the air shows hard. When I saw that you were you were going to fly Oshkosh, I was so pumped because you put on – I mean, I've never seen you fly live, but, I mean, on YouTube and everything, it's an amazing show. I can only imagine in person – um, how'd you, how'd you wind up getting into Oshkosh? Cause isn't that, I, I hear so many different things about like how to get into that show. Um, what's the story like in terms of getting there? They're probably all not true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's the Holy grail, right? It's, it's, uh, it seems like unobtainium. Um, and that all comes down to Nate Hammond, um, who flies the, the ghostwriter chipmunk. Um, he is, he's an amazing dude. Have you, you guys haven't had him on the podcast yet, have you? No, he would be great uh, to get on. Oh, you have to. You'd have to. Um, he is just an awesome, awesome dude. And he's been flying Oshkosh um, for goodness knows how many years. Um, but he's he's a staple there. And he really has made a point to um, to try to help bring new people in. And, uh, you know, look around, see who who looks like they you know, are safe and deserve it and, and find opportunities to get them involved. Um, and so he came to, oh my gosh, he came to me, I guess uh, about a year before it actually happened and said, Hey, I've got this idea for this act we want to put together for Oshkosh. Um, and it was called two buck Chuck. And the idea was basically, well, shoot, it's grassroots. It was to get a bunch of low performance airplanes that are capable of doing aerobatics it was supposed to be four of them um, put them in front of the crowd and say, Hey, look, you can go buy an airplane for 30 grand and go do aerobatics. You do not need a $300,000 airplane to get into this. And we were going to do it with a clipwing cub, a 150 aerobat, a Satabria and a Taylorcraft, I think. Um, yeah. 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 Of course. A clipwing Taylorcraft. Um, Eric's super cool. Yeah. It would have, you know, it would have been awesome to have all four together. Long story short, Things didn't all work out, but what fell out of it was um, Eric Edgren and his Clipwing Taylorcraft and me and the decathlon. 
Um, so By the way, he's a, another phenomenal human being and a great actor. Yes, he, he's fantastic dude, fantastic pilot. Um, absolutely, and and I, I had a fantastic time flying with him. Um, so you know, the act ended up being he and I together, and you know, just demonstrating what the airplanes can do. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a racetrack thing. We we take turns in the front and back of the box doing stuff. Um, it's it's not the full show of either one of us, but it's it's more about the airplane than anything. Um, yeah, and that's that's how it came about. That's awesome. How did you end up going through the process of of getting evaluated to do air shows in the decathlon? Like, did, um, you so you basically get looked at a little bit, get shown a couple things, but keep doing what you're doing. Fast forward, how how do you then go into creating an air show act around this airplane to then be evaluated to do air shows in this airplane. So that all happened. I guess I got the airplane, uh, say Christmas, 2015. I flew my first show in it. My gosh, the very, the last flying circus show of 2016. So, so pretty quickly, um, you know, like I said, I just, I practiced like crazy and I basically practiced two things. I practiced the IC primary sequence because I was going to fly and flew my first contest that summer. And then I practiced the required maneuvers in the ICAS ACE manual um, that were going to be required to to get the card. Uh, and then towards the end of that, started putting a sequence together. Um, and I found between the primary sequence and the required maneuvers in the ACE manual, those are uh, those do a really good job of of making you explore the whole envelope of the airplane and making you safe in a lot of ways. Like you know, the primary sequence is pretty basic, but the ACE manual uh, requires that you do an inverted 180 degree turn opposite 180 degree turn and three continuous rolls in a straight line and you know inverted whatever all this stuff with specific altitude loss limitations all these things that make you really really pay attention um get comfortable with the airplane in kind of different corners of the envelope and and pay attention to your altitude to you know make you safe at a low altitude environment um so i practiced the heck out of those i flew my first contest at warrington that summer and probably shortly after that, started putting my show sequence together. Um, and I found that pretty easy. I don't know that my first show sequence was very good, but um, I had a lot of experience building sequences from the RC days, right? Sure. We did oh, okay. we did known sequences, but we also did freestyle. And our freestyle is different. It was, it was actually choreographed to music. The criteria is actually the same as IAC, except they add one for choreography, basically. Um, so I felt like I knew how to put a sequence together. I kind of knew what maneuvers I was doing. I wanted to pull some stuff in from the RC world and just stuck a sequence together. Um, practiced it like crazy. And I think I got my, I did my first ACE evaluation the weekend before my first show. So I had two weeks left in the mm-hmm. season, did that eval. And I I, I think uh, poor Charlene at the FISDO was probably tired of hearing for me. I was calling every day like, hey, can we get my SAT card done? Like, in two days because i got a show to fly um but anyway it came (laughs) came together pretty quickly at the end of the year there um that's freaking awesome man do you have any you know you did a ton of freestyle with uh the rc stuff and just wild wild maneuvers if the opportunity ever presented itself for you to get into one of these plastic airplanes have you ever thought about like what you would do or any kind of urge to try to 
explore maybe getting into something like that or you know making uh, an opportunity happen i would love to um I, i'll have i'll have to do it one day um, yeah a friend of ours he, is buying yeah. a new ng in jersey and he's willing to lend it out to anybody who asks right mark yeah that's absolutely right so friend massage friend in new yep. jersey i'm asking right now i'll take yeah. care of it i promise <laughs> it's done it's done it's done consider it done <laughs> yeah oh, I, i'd love to explore that you know i don't have a lot of experience yet in in high performance airplanes i had a pits s1c for a while um with a good my good buddy here matt uh, we bought this thing as a we rescued it basically out of a hangar where <laughs> it was rotting away um kind of rebuilt it for a couple of years and flew the crap out of it for, for a couple of years. It was a blast. So that's, that's the most kind of high performance time I've got. Um, and I'm eager to explore that more. Yeah. What's going on with the cap 21 then? Uh, Cause we, you posted some pictures and like got everybody all jazzed up and then you and, saw uh, nothing. Then we saw nothing and can't say I'm not upset. It's a, it's a sore spot. <laughs> this makes me um, hate grassroots even more. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was, you know, whatever it takes. So I, I was super excited about that airplane. So it used to be, like I said, it used to be Kirk Wickers. He flew that thing in air shows um, and it got passed around a little bit and popped up in Florida. Um, some EAA chapter had it all torn apart. I drove down there, picked it up, brought it back. Um, and I was like, this is going to be my next air show airplane. And I started digging into it. And it basically, you know, it's an all wood airplane. The whole thing. It looks like there are some aging problems in the wood structure. So there are places where the wood is kind of cracking and splitting in places, and it's really hard to inspect. At a minimum, it needs a couple bulkheads in the fuselage replaced, uh, but it it just needs a really good inspection and someone who is really good at wood airplane work. And that isn't me. Right. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of pushed to the corner of the shop when I. When the right person has time to take a look at it, I hope we get it fixed back up. Um, I got an engine sitting here for it. I got a prop for it. Like I, I, I wonder all, if, if Chapman would look at that airplane because he's rebuilding it an S1S, I think, right now. That's yeah. true. That's and, true, um, yeah. He's into that kind of stuff. And maybe I just need to uh, drop it off at his place for a while. Wouldn't be a bad just idea. Drop, if you dropped it off at his place with a fresh pair of Reeboks, I mean... I think we'll be done in two weeks. <laughs> How's the wing on it? Uh, I think the wing's fine. Uh, the best I could tell. Um, yeah, it's mostly the mostly the fuselage. You know, there's some weird stuff like, you know, it's all wood structure, wood spar, wood ribs with plywood sheeting. There's some little ripples in the plywood sheeting that people get freaked out about, but apparently they just kind of were that way to begin with. It's not structural. Told. Yeah, you know, it's it's structural, but it's not, it's not something coming apart. It's just, yeah. The funny thing with wood, humidity cycles make it shrink and grow a lot, right? So you get weird stuff like that. It seems fine. But again, this is where I want someone who really knows wood airplanes to take a good look at it. Yeah. So one day, I hope. That'd be exciting. So, so now I feel like, Mark, are you like... We have to ask the question, right? Oh, no. which you, one? Um, well, like, what's going like, what's going on with the twenty twenty three season? Like, you, it seems you made a big push at ICAS. 
Yes. Are is there anything new coming down the pipeline for twenty three? Any uh, anything you could speak of, or is there anything new that you can't tell us? But there is something new. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. Um, I mean, the big thing is I'm I'm rebuilding the airplane right now. So uh, the decathlon, yeah, the decathlon. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is torn all the way down to the frame. Yeah, you right posted now. something about it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think on Halloween, right before, uh, right at the end of October, I flew it out to Arkansas, dropped it off at uh, Donna Adamson's shop, and and I spent. I spent a day with him just tearing the airplane apart. He made me cut the fabric off it. Um, so it's gutted right now. It's it's getting rebuilt from the ground up. Um, That's awesome. It, so new paint and everything. New paint and everything. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's it's well-deserved. You know, it was a good solid airplane, but it was all original. It was, you know, wood, wood wings. Um, well, it had been recovered in 2000, but it yeah. the fabric was showing its age. I was starting gluing it back together. Um, it really deserves... And let's be honest, you were flying the shit out of that thing. Yeah, I'm not not nice to it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you keeping the wood spars? Fabric was showing its age. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) At a minimum. Um, (laughs) I, uh, so no, I'm actually, I'm going to be going to Metal Wings. Um, I, I've kind of wanted to for a long time. They, if nothing else, they roll better. Um, yeah. And with the new, even the old ailerons, the metal wings are so much stiffer that they roll faster. And I will take every bit of roll, anything you can get when you're only rolling like 70 degrees a second, it adds up. Let uh, me ask yeah. you this. Can yeah. uh, now in 2022, 2020, obviously we're in 2023, but like modern age are, uh, is ACA able to do metal wings with like extreme ailerons? Is there, is there some, some more levity? STC stuff. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, so I've got, a set of metal wings with the extreme ailerons. And and I think that's basically an option for, for even a super D now, like Greg flies, his last few airplanes have been supers, but with the extreme ailerons. Oh, really? Um, they haven't been extremes. No, he, I think he did extremes for a year or two. And I think at some point he realized that they, they're not as popular on the resale market as supers. Yeah. Um, so he switched to supers. Um, but yeah, with, with the extreme ailerons, that makes a big difference. Um, and so that's what mine will have now. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad. I'm kind of nostalgic for the woodwing old aileron thing, but it, it's a big performance improvement. And, well, and it sounds like know, somebody's not going to be grassroots anymore. Spending 200 grand to rebuild I know, their airplane I know. and put so just, three ailerons on it. Just, just kick me, kick me out. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just fine. another rich aerobatic pilot. Just that's another right. Richie. Richie Put, yeah. Putting a Lycon oh, no, no. IO 360 in there. Richie yeah, J. Yeah. If Coming I was in. ever rich, if I was ever rich, that's all gone. This project is a, oh my God. I knew it was going to be expensive. Look, I knew when I started this, that if I was smart, I would sell the airplane and buy a super and just be done with it. I would have come out ahead money-wise, but I wanted my airplane and I wanted it to be just the way I want it. So I think know. ACA should just give you an airplane. God damn it. Like that would be nice. Agree. Yeah, you know, I, I I can't complain. They they've been helpful. They've they've given me a a little bit of a break on a lot of parts. Um, so it's been helpful. But yeah, I mean, a, a fresh airplane would be nice. But yeah, that's all right. I'm I'm excited to still have you know the bones of my old airplane. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. yeah, that's very cool. So oh man, so when when when's the uh, due date? Like when do you 
<laughs> I mean, everything's like gamble with like estimating uh, when things are going to be done. But what yeah, kind of, uh, uh, so I'll say the same thing I always say. It's going to be done on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know which Tuesday, <laughs> um, but one of them. It's gonna uh, it's gonna be finished on a uh, on a day that ends with day. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Uh, oh, it'll man. be it'll be ready for the air show season. You know, it's okay, cool. I want it to be. I would love it if it was done next month, so I could you know get kind practice. of a normal practice <laughs> schedule in. But that's not gonna it's not gonna be quite that quick. Um, but you know, something like a couple months, I think. Yeah, um, be what enough kind time of propeller to, are you putting on it? Uh, the same same engine, same prop. Um, yeah, I'm not even. I'm actually not even rebuilding the engine. We're doing a uh, we're doing a bit of a top overhaul on it, um, but yeah. otherwise, I'm going to keep rocking it. And the same uh, Hartzell <laughs> awesome. two blade that it's had since it was uh, since it rolled off the line in '77. All right, um, judges, it, uh, grassroots judges. Right. <laughs> I'm getting thumbs up. You're still grassroots. Still nice, solid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still only like 130 horse. So but if there's any if there's any bird nests in the airplane, they have to stay. They have to stay. Uh, that's <laughs> one and uh, one ex- imagine, uh... inspection cover has to be missing at all times. One inspection cover has no, to be that's, missing at all times. That's a given. That's a given. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a fuel cap. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, we'll that's see how, how my smoke system works. You just leave a fuel cap off and let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Are you um are you gonna do anything with the instrument panel or anything like that? Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Uh I'm working with Garmin and putting a, a pretty sweet panel in it. So, but I'm keeping it kind of kind of grassroots. Um, you know, most of the airplanes roll off the line now with a big G3X panel. Um, and that's pretty awesome, but I'm just nostalgic for the old old low panel. Um uh, so we're gonna do a couple of the awesome little GI 275s um for for engine and and give me an attitude indicator um and a and a nice GPS. Um I'm excited about that. That's That'll super be cool. super thankful to Garmin for that. Um yeah that's gonna be huge. We're basically gonna make it IFR capable um uh, which is gonna be nice because air show trips you end up in some dodgy weather situations. Um and so it's Absolutely. gonna be nice to have it really capable. Yeah but that. isn't that what grassroots is about? You know, scud running, scud running. It fields. is, it is, yeah. <laughs> Popping through okay. small can, layers, VFR. You could still yeah. scud run, but uh, you know, <laughs> if you get boxed in, you can survive it. <laughs> Imagine that, like Garvin's got the. Sorry, you can't use this. This is a grassroots airplane. You cannot unlock that feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need you permission your from Mark card. and Jeff to use this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's really exciting. Is, what colors are you going to go with? Uh, it's still going to be red, white, and blue. Um, different, a little bit of a different scheme. Um, it's still classic Starburst, but just dressed up a little bit. Just imagine crossing that with uh, kind of schemes from my RC model days. Um, I actually had a, a good friend, Aaron Bates, um, who uh, of Aeroline Design is his company. He designed the scheme for me. He used to design schemes for a lot of the RC models um, back oh, in the day cool. that I flew, and uh, and it was time to get his work on a on a big airplane. Um, and so he designed the scheme for me. I'm really excited about it. You know, I'm not being real secretive, but I I, I won't post pictures of that until it's done. Um, it's sure. it's going to be really sweet. Yeah, I think you deserve as like an airshow pilot and like somebody who's like in the business, like 
I totally can appreciate that. Sometimes when people are like, I remember Mark, we were talking about this, like, yeah, it's like some guy gets, gets some airplane and it's, you know, doesn't have a lot of follow whatever. And it's like, I'm going to unveil this. And it's like, nobody fucking cares. Oh, <laughs> the, the influencer side of, of some of this yeah. stuff is like, just fucking post exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. That's another rabbit hole. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Um, are you so? I'm curious about your uh, how, like, d- not to go back into like developing your routine, but um, obviously you stray away a little bit from the primary sequence and and just being able to transition and do an air show routine. Are you going to be able to add anything, or is there anything else that you're planning on adding or changing with the wing change? Inside tumbles. Being- yeah, inside tumbles, you know, <laughs> any kind of, yeah. Um, double hammers. No, but just, you know, you're getting a little I, bit of a, a faster roll rate, obviously. Maybe a little bit of an increase in performance. Is Does that gain you anything? I think it will. Um, maybe not completely new maneuvers. I, I, I'm still feeling it out. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, I've got a friend here based at Warrington. Um, who has a an actually brand new Super D. Um, and he offered to let me fly it while my airplane's away. Oh, that's um, nice. And to begin with, and it's got the new ailerons, and, uh, you know, of course, it's a Super, and it's got the Hartzell Trailblazer prop. It, the thing is a monster. And so I flew it once. I'm like, this is a completely different airplane. Between the ailerons and the power, I was flying it at like 23 squared to make the power feel like mine. Wow. Um, I, I, could, I can't believe it. I still can't. But I was kind of nervous. I'm like, I can't fly this thing too much. I'm going to go back to my airplane and not be able to roll it. It's, it's This is different. Uh, once I found out I was going to get wings in time, I said, all right, I can start flying this now and learning what I can do with it. And, you know, it's it's different. It's It's not a complete game changer, but it rolls just enough faster that I can get different combinations of stuff to work. Um, I'm not, you know, it's his airplane. I'm not snapping it. Um, the best I can tell, I think it's going to snap better, which which will be nice for me. Well, he is, um, his airplane is the one that you should snap, and then you give it back to him with leaky tanks. But I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was like that when I got it. Yeah, it's about I, right. I don't yeah. know, man. You sh- you should talk to American Champion. It's, it's nice. Like I like these. I like these blue accents on the bottom of the wing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the stars and bars are getting more blue. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. That looks like a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, I, I think it's going to be nice. I, I don't know that it'll be a complete game changer as far as the ailerons go, but I think it's, I think I'll find some new stuff um, or, or just some role combinations that I I do now or would like to do, but just take up too much time and space. Yeah, I can pack things in. Like, I don't know, one of the things I used to do is a three quarter, well, four three quarter rolls in the same direction, right? So you roll to knife edge, roll through to inverted, keep going. Um, that's cool. It looks good. But with my ailerons, it took like the whole length of the airport to do, and yeah. that gets kind of boring. So I can pack some more stuff in now. Um, yeah. One day, I don't know how much more you can do. Like you're doing, it's like no, it's, it's probably so not relative because, like, you know, you look at like Rob, Rob, and like he's doing all this amazing stuff, and like here yeah. we are, it's like oh, it's just an inside tumble. Like that's fucking amazing. And like your show with like everything you're doing in in the uh, the 150 horse decathlon. You know, people couldn't even dream of of doing it in an extreme to get. It's like it's an incredible show. Like, is I don't know how much I don't know what else you can do with that airplane. At the I, 
I try to get whatever I can out of it. And I'll say there's a lot more left in it. Even with the airplane as it was, there are a few maneuvers I've been working on that just aren't air show ready yet. Um, but yeah, there's, there's more to come with it. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Oh my God. It. The, the, the big like difference is going to be, now. thank you for that. <laughs> nah, I, the, the big difference one day, <laughs> my plan is never to overhaul that engine. And when that engine gives up the ghost, <laughs> I want to just put 180 horse on it. Um, it's the same, you know, you can just unbolt one one engine, put the other on. Yep. Um, and that's going to be my plan one day. Uh, it'll probably be a few years before I can do it, but um, that's going to open up a lot. And I would love to put a trailblazer on it. Um, yeah. That power, I, I, I've flown, flown a jeans airplane now at full throttle for maybe a cumulative one minute just to see what the power is like. Are you, why um, are you winking at us? <laughs> one minute i swear i swear gene that's it um no really I, I i won't let myself get spoiled but that power is a complete game changer in that airplane um i i did not know what i was missing with my 150 ish horse um that will open up a lot of possibilities with that airplane um so what was the day, weight difference between the two uh I don't really know. Um, so my airplane, I think, was uh, I was like twelve ninety five or something. I think his is thirteen ten or something like oh, that. Okay. It's not as much as people think. I've always heard it's thirty pounds. Um, I weighed a three twenty and a three sixty back to back a little while ago, and the difference was six pounds. Oh um, wow! So it's not that's as much not, as people think. Much. Yeah, yeah. The prop is. Well, I actually, I don't know what the trailblazer is, but um, anyway, it's not a huge weight difference, but it's a big power difference. So anyway, one of these days when I get 180 horse on it, that's going to open up a lot. Um, It's it's the difference between if I dive in at red line in my airplane and pull vertical, you can just barely get a half roll out of it. Um, That airplane will get a full roll on an upline. Yeah. Jeez. And you know, just extrapolate that. That much more vertical and that much more power lets you get away with a lot more. So, are you going to clip the wing on uh, yours a little bit? I'm not going to modify it. It's going to be stock, but it will have the short wing tips. So it it's like a foot shorter nice. on each side, just because of that. Um, that takes it down to almost the uh, the edge of the aileron, right? It, it basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just got a like a three inch thing on the edge there. Yep. I'm pumped, man. I'm so excited for you. That's really cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm excited um, to see 2023. So th- how was ICAS while we're talking about air shows here? Uh, was that your first time uh, having a booth there or, or whatever? It was my, I don't know. I can't even keep track now. Uh, I think it was my third time there in person. I did the the online year in 2020. Um, it was really good. I, I go in not expecting a whole lot. You kind of say, if I book a show here, I've at least kind of broken even. Um, uh, but I I think I booked three or four new shows there. Oh, cool. Um, which maybe just speaks to how poorly I did booking shows before ICAST. But um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was really good. I You know, I've still got a bunch of holes to fill in the schedule for next year. Um, I've been kind of so distracted working on the airplane i haven't put the work into uh booking shows the way i should but it should be a pretty good season i, I shoot for yeah. 10 or 12 shows um 
you know, it's not my full-time job and I need a little bit of time. Um, so 10 or 12 shows What's I'm the, happy with. What are the new shows that you're doing? Uh, let's see. We'll be uh, definitely at uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, go fly with a little bit of a, a little bit of a hike. Um, that's that's a bit of a hike in that airplane, but it, it won't be too bad. Nope. Um, oh, let me think. I don't know. I'd have to pull my schedule up. That's one of the new ones. Um, I don't know. There are a few more that I. I I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I don't want to say it before I actually have a signature. <laughs> sure. but, uh, yeah. Anyway, it, sh- cool. it should be good. Yeah. That's yeah awesome. which, are that. you excited for it? Or is, I know they're all your favorite, but if you could bring Mark and I to one air show that you were flying in, which one would it be? Oh, this coming year. Uh, heck, I don't know. <laughs> All of them. I, I'm not going to pick favorites. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. They're all good. They're all something different. You know, I I like small shows uh, just because it's it's kind of laid back and 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 relaxing and fun and it, it's fun when you've got kind of a well a small show line. You'd still end up with a big crowd, but they're but they're packed in and, and the people just seem to be so engaged at kind of the small town shows, you know. Yeah. But then it's also just as fun to go to just a massive show at a military base and just you know have a sea of people and 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 you know jet teams and all that stuff. They're all fun for different reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you? So are you doing? Obviously, we're talking about the super decathlon here that you got. But did you book anything for the uh, flying farmer? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have that at a few shows this year. I, I actually deliberately, That's an amazing act. I, I'm thank you. I, I love it too. It's a blast to do. I, I'm deliberately scaling it back. Well, not scaling it back, but I don't push it that much. Um, I don't take that airplane apart and truck it to shows like a lot of the people do. Um, like for, you know, like Greg does with his and Kyle, they're the smart ones. Uh, I fly it everywhere or, or have somebody fly it somewhere for me. And it's a J three cub. It's not fast. So, um, <laughs> I kind of keep it within, you know, a few hundred miles of home. Um, so we'll fly it at nice. all the local shows here. I'll fly it at the circus a bunch. And, uh, I think the farthest we're going to take it is, uh, Oh, Smyrna, Tennessee. I'm excited for that one. That's another new show this year. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be a big show. I, that's as far as we're going to go with the cub. Um, but I think that that should be a really good show for it. So uh, that's awesome. What do you like? Yeah. What act do you like doing more? Uh, I both different reasons. I, I think the decathlon just because I'm kind of a an aerobatic purist. I just really, really love the technical side of doing that. But the cub is awesome because it gets really great crowd reaction every time. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard work, man. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's cliched. <laughs> Everyone says it, it's, it's hard to make it, you know, look like you fly that badly. Um, but it's exhausting to do that act. Uh, and it's, it's kind of creative and, and a little bit ad hoc, right? You, uh, you get to just play with whatever is going on at the show. If there's a hill behind the runway, you go dive behind it. Um, just do stupid stuff, fly around trees. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so I love it That's, for that. Like I said, the, the crowd really enjoys it. I, I have I do a different take on that act. So, um, you know, most people, 
kind of make it silly right off the bat, right? They're either acting like they're drunk or acting like they're stealing the airplane or, and that's all cool. I just decided to take a different approach. I play it completely straight. I act like a normal guy, like wins a ride and get walked out to the airplane. I'm like stopping and taking selfies on the way to the airplane, all that. I try to make the crowd completely believe it as long as they can. Um, and it turns out it pretty much works, you know, at least until halfway through the flight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it try to get people a little bit scared to begin with and paying attention and, you know, not like they actually think they're going to watch someone die, but, um, it's been fun to, to play it that way. Um, anyway, that is you know, cool. it's, it's interesting. How do you, um, how do you get evaluated for, I, I've always been curious how like the drunken farmer routine gets evaluated for, <laughs> you know, by, by an ace. Like, how do you, cause obviously you have to meet, I guess you have to meet the, the maneuvers for the category of airplane. Um, but then your actual routine, how does that get scrutinized? Do you need, do you need, do you like, do you, I don't even know if great goons is an ace, but like, do you have to have somebody like that? Or do you want to have somebody like that evaluate that kind of routine? Cause it's so I, unique, even within the air show industry. Exactly. Yeah. I, ideally. And so as I understand it, at least, uh, not all the aces can evaluate for every, um, for every type of card. Um, so typically the aces that, that can evaluate like for a comedy act have either fly comedy or have some comedy flying experience directly. Um, sure. You know, so they, they can give you good feedback on it. Is that, is um, that what it is called? within the air show world comedy it, act it's called comedy yeah on my fa statement of aerobatic competency card there's a line with a checkbox that says comedy so uh i am fa approved to be funny i guess um i love it yeah it's uh yeah it's you know it, it's what you'd expect right you fly your show um you know you talk with the with the ace about you know, the special parts about doing a comedy act, right? You know, you obviously, as as the rules stand right now, you have to have a surface level aerobatic card to to even get your comedy. Um, and so you've already done that. They know you're competent and all that, but you just, you know, kind of talk about the the crazy stuff, like the the ad hoc, you know, working with the field. Just the, you, you're sometimes flying the airplane more on the edge of the envelope than you do flying aerobatics, uh, right? I would, I would absolutely very slow. agree with that very slow, highly loaded, very low, you know, near obstacles the whole time. Um, so it's, I think it's more focused on that, but in the end, the flight part of it is still similar. It's you, you fly the show and demonstrate that it's, uh, that you're safe and, you know, entertaining while you're at it. Um, what would you say who, the who most, did mine. who like what, or what maneuver, I guess. Um, and I'd be curious about this on the decathlon as well is like, is there a maneuver where maybe not like the pucker factor is the highest, but where like maybe there's the most challenging maneuver or the maneuver where, um, you know, I think we could all agree, like there's probably maneuvers um, that you're so comfortable with that you, you can coast through it. It's, it's not a big deal. It's completely routine. And obviously an air show routine is exactly that for you guys that practice it so hard. It's routine, but like, is there one thing where it's just like, you know what? I have to be, my gate has to be more perfect than the previous maneuvers or the following maneuver, because this one has to be exactly right. Or it just does not go right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you say, anything you do in an air show should be easy and you should be able to, to do the mechanics of it without even thinking about it. Um, 
But and the gates are a little different um, in a comedy act. I I really only have them specifically for for the urbatic portion of it. Um, frankly, the maybe the most interesting part of the comedy stuff can happen on the ground. Um, you know, you're you're taxing the airplane around with the tail up in you know kind of weird wind conditions. Um, you're like hammering the, you're riding the brakes the whole time to keep the tail up. That's where things can get interesting. Um, and that's where I'm probably the most focused. Well, obviously I'm focused the whole time, but that's where I'm, I'm mentally telling myself, okay, here's, here's what I do. If something doesn't go right, if I don't like how this feels, here's what I'm going to do about it. Um, the flying is relatively easy. Um, in my comedy act, I do a, you know, I, I, I do a crazy takeoff that, you know, is supposed to look like I don't know what I'm doing with the airplane, do a few passes. I'll climb up and do a couple aerobatics. And so I do a spin, like a spin and a quarter, and then a loop. And then I come out of that loop and dive to the ground and basically make it look like I just barely had enough altitude to do it. In reality, that's not you know, true at all, of course, right? I start the spin from 700 feet. And and my gate to start the loop is 200 feet and 110 miles an hour. And so in reality, if I wanted to, if I got partway through the loop and said, I don't like this, um, I could come out at 300. I could just pull tight and come out at 300 feet. Sure. Um, nice. But but what I actually do is on the backside of the loop, once I you know get side of the ground and all, it's like yank the power back and just, just milk it all the way down to the ground. Um, and, you know, if there's trees I can hide behind at the bottom of the loop, all the better. Um, so it's, it's mostly just focused on that. It's, it's like, uh, like I said, the ground stuff and then working around obstacles, um, and making sure, you know, you'll fly right up to an obstacle and make it look like you're going to hit it, but making sure that you, uh, you time things appropriately to, to have enough margin to get over it, um, or around it safely. It's that kind of thing. What it's you, a whole, whole different kind of fly. With like field temperatures and elevations doing a cub act, um, how do you adjust it? Like if it's 90 degrees and humid as hell and you're at, you know, maybe like a 3,000, 4,000 foot airport uh, elevation, um, do you just not fly it or do you just bring it up? Do you have a certain, uh, I guess, ratio of altitude versus uh, yeah. temperature? You know, I'll fly stuff a little higher, a little more energy and and just back off how aggressive I am with the, the wiggling for lack of a better way to put it. Right. You do a lot of stuff where you're yeah. wagging the tail back and forth and putting a <laughs> lot of slip on the airplane and, and, and pulling really hard. You just back off all that stuff a little bit. Um, Cause those are the places where if you screw up, the airplane's going to like stall or snap roll or something. Um, yeah. But in reality, the J three is super forgiving. The, the very first thing I did actually, when I started flying that act, uh, I did it in Kirk Wicker's airplane. Um, he, <laughs> he, he wanted me to start flying the act and said, here, go use my airplane. Um, and I just went up for, for, I don't know, one or two flights, took it up high and tried to put it in every weird corner I could think of like, all right, I'm going to get it really slow. I'm going to get it slipping really hard this way. And then just hammer the rudder full the other way and do this other stuff and try to see where it would try to bite you. And the answer is it, it almost will never bite you. You have to completely ignore what's going on to be surprised yeah. by it. So That's it's really perfect airplane. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's the perfect airplane for that act. Um, well, 
Uh, you know, you can do different styles in different airplanes, but uh, for the way I fly it, it's perfect. Um, so you just, you know, high DA, you back off. We fly a show every year um, at Ingalls Field um, at Hot Springs. It's the highest airport east of the Mississippi, I think. It's the field elevation's almost 4,000 and the DA is usually near six. Um, oh, that is pretty up there. And it's up, it's up there. You know, it's not like out West, but, uh, for 300, you know, I'm used to being at 300 feet. Um, yeah, yeah. You just, you just, you just back off. You're just not as aggressive the whole time. That's it. Um, pretty nice. Yeah. So what's the, so you're not flying ISC competition lately. I'm a little, I'm very upset about that actually. Yeah. Um, are you going to get back into it? Um, I know there's a lot of intermediate pilots that are telling me to shut the hell up right now. Um, <laughs> I've been but, uh, lazy about it. So yeah, I've, I've flown can... three contests all at my home airport. <laughs> I said, I, I'm lazy. I'm, I'm fortunate we've, we have a contest here. Um, I plan to. Um, You're the second lot. laziest person because I won't, I won't even compete in my local contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You win. There should be a medal for that. <laughs> there is. If, you're, if you were listening, unfortunately, like, there right. really is. <laughs> that's the, that's the tree root award. Like can't even get up and go fly. <laughs> this is how lazy Mark is. Rob Holland offered to coach him for free to just fly one contest, and Mark's like, "Eh, let me eh, think about it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it." Oh, my uh, God. that's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah I know. Is. I gotta get my shit together. Yeah, it won't be uh, today, me too. But- you know, yeah. I got too many wineries. I, I just got too much stuff. I love flying air shows. I'm on the road enough doing air shows that it's hard to get motivated to then go on the road and do a contest on the weekend. You know, and yeah. if I wind up with a with a weekend not doing a show or traveling for work, I'm like, you know, I kind of want to relax. Um, and so I just haven't been that motivated to do it. Um, part of it, like last year. I don't even know. I have no good reason for not flying the contest last year here. Um, this year, I think I've got a an air show that weekend, whatever. So I've flown three contests, one in primary sportsman, last one in intermediate. I'm not, well, I'll never say never, but I don't really plan to fly the decathlon in advanced. Um, and I kind of want, I, I, I'm ready to move up. Like I, I enjoy pushing that airplane through intermediate. Um, but I really, to get really excited about competing more, I need the challenge of, of like flying advanced. Um, so at some point when I've got an airplane that can fly advanced, I, I think I'll fly, I'll compete more. Do you have like um, a bucket list airplane in mind? Like, is there something that really well, gets you going? Bucket list airplane? Is there no, uh, is there no budget <laughs> on this? <laughs> well, like, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, like, what do you see yourself in? Like, like, what if 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 you had what, your choice? like for advance? I I don't know. I could go one or two ways. I would love to. Oh, there are a few good options. <laughs> um, I would love to just take an S one S and just rock it and go fly unlimited with it, um, <laughs> and just be be like the annoying guy that I am an intermediate with a decathlon, but <laughs> with an S one S and unlimited. Um, you know, if, whatever it'd be, it'd be fun. <laughs> it's either that or just the extreme opposite. Go grab an MXS and and send it. I, um, I buddy Scott Francis is based at Warrington here, and he's got an MXS. Yeah. Um, yep. 
which is I think is his plane back up and running. Wing. Uh, the last time I saw a picture, it had a wing on it, but it's not home yet. So okay. Um, yeah, yeah he, I don't know. He had he had <laughs> quite the bird strike. Yeah, I, I was not there that day, but uh, it everyone everyone was terrified. Um, and then they and, just duct taped it up and <laughs> went on their business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he had to, yeah. had to had to ferry it up there somehow. Yeah, I guess um, so. That's yeah, I mean it. it that's that, technically grassroots. Most of the bird was still <laughs> in it when I saw it. Yeah, that's his grassroots. That's bird feather award, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, that that poor airplane. Oh my bird god. Roots. Yeah. Have you ever have you uh, flown it? Has he let you fly it? I have not flown it. No. Um, I would love to at some point. Every time I ask him, he uh, which I do frequently, is like, "Hey, there's no key. Just hop in it and go." But yeah. One of these days, I'll uh, I'll have to try that. Yeah, you got to get in and go, dude. Yeah, we've got all sorts of sweet airplanes in our fields. We've got Edge. his MXS. Um, Krista has her Edge there, which I just you talk about bucket list airplanes. I think the Edge is one. I think that that might be my unlimited spirit animal airplane. I just love that thing for some reason. Um, there is an, uh, a 540T for sale right now for 330 grand. Cool. Let me sell my house. and uh, It's the most non-grassroots thing you could do right now. 540T would be sweet. That would be neat. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pricey. But I I'll stick the with the high wing for now. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I love the edge. Man, we talk about we talk about the edge all the time. Jeff? And I are in a in a chat group with Aaron McCartan and a few others, and um, it, it's so much fun to uh, to chat airplanes and just we just we're just constantly going back and forth talking about. I mean, mostly monoplanes, but um, just because that that's that's the world now. Um, but the edge always gets talked about. It's I feel like it's hard to beat in a lot of ways. It, it just, is. It 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 presents so well. I you know I haven't flown it, and I well, I haven't flown all those airplanes to know how to compare them objectively as far as uh, for as handling. But it just presents well. Um, yeah, it's hard to beat. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking airplane. It is, and it's an interesting pedigree because it um, obviously it hasn't done anything in the world stage uh, notable. But obviously, you know national championships and stuff like that. But um, it's been a a long time. Uh, high-level performing aerobatic, I'm sorry, airshow um, platform yeah. um, for a long time. I mean, Kirby has been, you know, he's 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 the man when it comes to to the Edge 540, and obviously Red Bull. Uh, but yeah. it's just a great yeah. aerobatic airplane. It's one of those things that's like it. It was shocking that it was almost like a pet project. I mean, I guess in hindsight, it literally was uh, Zipco being a pet project just to get government contracts, and then off they went. Um, right. Right. But they their carbon work, their composite work is is fantastic. I would say probably second to none. Yeah, it, it's a gorgeously built airplane. Um, yeah, I from the the, uh, the engineer geek and me loves it. Um, occasionally, just go drool over Krista's. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Bill what... Stein flies a, an amazing show in his. I I always love. Oh, 
He, he, I mean, we, we talked, uh, we've talked about this we're going to get him on the podcast. I've talked to him. Um, I got to get him back on reach back out to him, but he's, I mean, he's one of my heroes uh, from, I mean, obviously he's, you know, uh, I, you know, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, a King city kid, Salinas kid, you know, um, that area, that ilk, you know, um, and just watching him back in the day and Sean Tucker and, uh, Wayne Hanley and, um, Rocky Hill, like that, that, that cadre of of airshow pilot i mean bill has been doing it forever he's just one of the greatest and that airplane that um not it's not chameleon is not the i guess it's, maybe that's the right word I, I forgot what they call that paint but um that edge is oh my god i fell in love with that airplane when i saw him perform at salinas for the first time i couldn't believe it yeah it's pretty, yeah it's it's incredible very nice airplane very nice um is that, is that what you do for a living rj are you an engineer i am Oh my yeah. god. Aerospace. So I just one way or another I just play with airplanes. But what are you working on now? Uh I work at a company called Aurora Flight Sciences that is well for the past few years has been a subsidiary of Boeing. Um and we do all sorts of cool stuff. Um I don't know. It's one of those go to the website and say I I, I never remember what I can talk about and what I can't, but uh <laughs> sure <it's>, they <laughs> do a lot of neat stuff. They they've done a lot of um kind of one-off crazy pushing the envelope type airplanes um recently like uh, they've been doing some urban air mobility stuff um it's like a big long endurance solar airplane a lot of a lot of neat stuff I'm Googling that's it. super cool um so what else do you do with the uh, flying circuits are you flying the Stearmans there, or is it just the uh, Super D and the Flying Farmer? I, I just, yeah, so I started in the Decathlon. Well, I started on Ground Crew, um, and then we added a new act to the show that was me flying the Decathlon. Um, I started doing the Cub as well like, a few years ago, and then, oh gosh, I guess 22 was my first, or no, 21, my first year flying the Stearman. Um the uh the 450 for the wing lock act um well, actually that. i start i started flying it just to drop the jumper and then uh later in the year got my card to to do the wing lock um it's awesome the airplane is is awesome it's a it's a beast um I, almost all my time well the majority of my time in a steerman is in the 450 um and it's kind of it's like a giant pits it's a tank it drops like a rock um and you know kind of has a lot of power to back it up uh, <laughs> it's you know that mixed with the decathlon it, it's you know it's crazy heavy on the controls this one just still has two ailerons no spades nothing like that um so it's insanely heavy on the controls but i don't know it, it's it's cool it's it's really rewarding to fly i haven't had an opportunity to do a lot of aerobatic practice in it. I kind of practice just the aerobatics that we do um, for the wing walk, which is well in the wing walk. It's really just a loop. I've done, I've done a lot more with it than that, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting airplane to fly. Interesting um, contrast to jump back and forth between those airplanes. No kidding. Do they belong Um, to private owners or they, or is it part of the, is there a museum there or something like that? So the circus itself only owns two airplanes. It owns the wing walking steerman and a uh, Corbin Junior Ace, I think it is. Okay. Um, 
with, which is the 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 Black Baron's airplane. Um, <laughs> all the other airplanes are, are privately owned by the pilots, mostly by pilots that fly in the shows. Um, and so it's mostly Stearman's. Uh, there's a Waco, there's a Travel Air. Um, there have been different things through the years. And there's an air show every week there? Every May through October, every Sunday. Yep. Oh. And, you know, it's a, it's an hour and a half show. Um, but uh, you know, we do rides in the Stearman's before and after the show. Um, you know, so it's it's cool. It's never a huge crowd. You know, a good crowd there is several hundred people. But, you know, people come out, bring the whole family, hang out, get a ride in the airplane before or after the show. That's um, awesome. It's pretty fun. It's that is grassroots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that right there. Yep. Honestly, that, that is an encompass that absolutely encompasses grassroots. Until yeah. Scott Francis comes screaming in on his MX and ruins it for everybody. <laughs> we Watch out, it. bitches. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's been sad this kind of this whole year not uh, not having him there. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's a cool place. It's really special. That's funny. Um, um, yeah, and then you know, so, so I started doing the wing walk. Um, I guess about a year ago, uh, and that's dude, really what, interesting. What is it with wing walkers? Like, there's not like, why would you? I don't know. I just <laughs> I would never do that. I would never want to get outside an airplane and and just walk on a wing. Like you could do it on the ground and it's the same thing kind of, right? Have somebody yeah. over the fan just blow it's, an air on It's the same fans. but different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same it's the same. But you realize you've got you yeah. know, 80 knots of wind blowing in your face and uh, yeah. oh, if you fall, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, did it do all do all wing walkers? Are they like a little like nutty? I mean, Sammy Mace is a fucking nut job. <laughs> you know, you know. I, it, it spans the whole the whole range, I would say. I've I've met some wing walkers some places that you might you say that um we've got some like one of our newest ones is maybe one of the most reserved people you'd ever talk to oh shut the heck up um, no way it uh, so all kinds all kinds they got bodies oh, wow. chained up in their basement or something then <laughs> not a chance no it, it's it's funny it's it's just something it's not for everybody but uh something you've got to really want to do would you ever do um, it i maybe i i, oh, I might God. it's something i feel like i'm not itching to go do it um but somehow i feel like i should do it once because i'm flying them and i kind of I, you know i think i'm in tune and have a pretty good understanding of what they're experiencing and what i, I need to do a as a pilot statement coming up I'll just stop right there then. I, I kind of want to know, you know, feel it from that side, but yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. I don't think, you know, I, I don't see myself do performing you. doing it, you but do uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That'd be, that'd be yeah. funny if like, imagine like RJ, like getting the courage up to do it. He's like, I want to do this. And then like, there's, you know, some guy who he knows is going to fly, but it's really Rob Holland that are like one of those Mission Impossible masks. And then as soon as <laughs> RJ is like out on the wing, takes out the mask and sees Rob Holland and Rob gives him that smirk that he's just going to beat the shit out of the airplane with him on the wing. No, even better. <laughs> Rob has one of those like fake inspector mustaches, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I'm, I get to altitude, he, he rips it off and he's like, and then he, wing yeah. walking frisbee. 
Hold yeah. on. No, he <laughs> yeah. just puts up like one of those like Roadrunner Coyote signs. Like, will this inside tumble? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, we have the wing walker fly the airplane with Rob as the instructor. <laughs> just totally roll reverse. Oh my god! I'm yeah, I, just, I love it. That's what they do out in California. I, apparently, it's remember Sammy was posting. I don't know if you follow Sammy Mason. Oh yeah, they posting pics like just like a normal like Thursday afternoon, and like they're all chilling on some like couch that they turned into a golf cart or some shit. And they're like, oh, let's go wing walking. Like, who does that? Who they do crazy that? shit out here, dude. Psychopaths. That's what they. They're psychos. It's, I, and I I can only imagine the stuff that doesn't get put on social media or camera. Right? Like, oh that's what my posting. god! Can you imagine what they're not posting? No, a lot of, a lot of nudity. I've heard, I've heard stories. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. I man, I don't need to know. Yeah, <laughs> RJ. Who? Um. What, speaking of uh, of Sammy Mason, because he he's somebody who uh, uh, I um really love Mark watching fly. He's a freaking yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. Just super cool dude. Phenomenal pilot. Um. Definitely somebody that I would put in in the camp of uh, uh people that inspire me to. Not that I want to be an airshow pilot or even compete or anything like that, but just they inspire you to dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to aspire to, you know, th- that ability. Um, who are your heroes? Who are your inspirations? Who do you um derive inspiration from now? Who do you like to watch? Good question. Um, you know, I mean a, a few obvious ones, right? Rob, Gullian, Patty. Um, I, and I've been so I, I'm getting to know, you know, Mike and Rob and and Bill a bit now these days, but I've been really fortunate to work with Patty quite a bit. You know, I um she was my ace for one of, one of my evaluations. Um we got to go on the way to Sun and Fun this year, went down and and um stayed at her place her uh, her flight school and practiced for a few days. Um she's been fantastic. And and so not only, you know, kind of a hero when I was growing up and and watching our shows but but now a mentor as well um i love that she still flies super hard i, yeah. I exactly i love it she and, I, and i love and and she's got just an awesome style you know she does uh yeah like you kind of know things i like like a lot of a lot of knife edge stuff like you know rolling circle stuff you just don't you don't see most people do um yeah i love it yeah she's got her own flying style for sure and she's one I of the great I would love yeah. to see Patty fly an underpowered airplane, like an extra 230 or like a Super D or something like that. She, she'd probably do an awesome show. Yeah. That would be sick. I'd I'd like to see her come on the podcast because she refused and therefore is still canceled until further notice. And, uh, oh, man. Another yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I uh yeah, she's that one of the be, greats. Yeah, if you can uh if you could talk her into it, I, I would love to hear that. I'm sure she yeah. she she'd be great. You just Me too. not say it, could you? You just had no. a no, here we are, we're working, saying some positive stuff. I'm Hopefully bitter. She's listening. She's a she's a maybe um, get her on a show and then you gotta just end it with that. No, no, I'm I'm bitter. She's uh back. She's canceled. I would she's be better too. Because she's a hero. Like, that's the thing. Is like, if anything, this podcast uh, has has led us to meet our heroes, you know? I um, wish that I can, like, because Mark does all the editing on, on this podcast. I wish I can bleep out certain parts so it looks like he's calling her, like, names. 
Like she's a, <laughs> like he was just like she's a hero. I could have just been like she's a beep beep. <laughs> you edited Jesus, Mark. God, Mark, take it easy. It's a public broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so messed up. No, no, uh, no yeah. she, well, she's a hero. She's she's one of the greats. She's on the Mount Rushmore. I've I've said it before a million times. Like I I do love her. Yeah, and, and well, just and, and just she's a super nice person me. too. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, I mean really, she's super nice and, and really, you know, I I've come to see kind of all my airshow heroes so to speak are that way um it's just it's an awesome community they're all really really great people and i i'm like a super shy quiet guy and so i started you know even when i started flying air shows i would wind up at air shows with some of these people i i was never going to be the one to walk up and talk to them um it's just kind of not in my nature and i still you know put them up on a pedestal and i couldn't imagine doing it um and uh Gulian kind of bro- broke that for me one day because I was at a little show with him and I'm like oh my god this is this is so cool he's at a little show with me and yeah. I went and fl- I went and flew um at, like flew the practice Were you thinking about him the whole time I I mean I was I was I was really I just flying yeah. for him of course yeah yeah no but I you know I landed from the practice I'm like you know getting out of the airplane and and he walked over and he's like hanging on the strut of my airplane and I'm like, oh my god, what the heck? I haven't said a word to I haven't said a word to him. This could this could go one of two ways. He's either about to tell me, <laughs> I love you, Mike, that I am that I am dangerous and this is bad, or I what is going on? And I don't even remember what he said, but he said just just the nicest, most you know, down to earth thing to me. Um, and I, I feel like we've been friends since. It, it's awesome. Um, I think he said something way way back on the podcast, something like. Air shows is you know where your heroes become your friends and that uh, that super resonated with me. Um, it, that's so true, and it's just the way this community is. It's it's awesome. Um, I love it. So it's it's very weird to go from growing up watching some of these people fly to you know like having dinner and texting with them. So it's pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Wacky. Yeah, you're you're in the mix, dude. You're 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 you know you're an air show pilot. It's, it's still weird. It, I still don't. I still don't really believe it, but uh, it's cool. I th- yeah, I enjoy watching. it. I think your show is sick. In fact, um, I don't know. I well, I don't have any experience saying this, but you know, to me, like it's like you're on the path to like a John Moore type act. Like you're just you're doing things that nobody else is going to be able to do with that airplane, and it's it's really exciting to be in the uh, in the time when you're when you're doing it. Like it's it's really yeah. sick, man. Oh man. Cool. Well, thank you. That's yeah. That means a lot. Obviously, he. It, it's yeah. It, it's been really interesting. You know, I'm just continuously trying to, you know, kind of push what the airplane can do and just do different stuff. Um, yeah. I've brought in, or at least I've tried to bring in a lot of maneuvers from kind of my RC days and from RC flying, and some of them, some of these things are not really difficult maneuvers, but they're just things I've never seen anyone do with with a full scale airplane. Sure. Um, and it turns out the airplane's perfectly capable of it. It kind of, it makes a nice look It's some interesting variety for the show. Um, but then it also turns out it's a much more capable airplane than I ever would have thought. Um, it turns out it does knife edge type maneuvers really well. It's got a giant tall fuselage 
Um, and being a high wing actually makes that a little bit better. Um, so it's got all this rudder authority. It'll actually fly knife edge just fine. And so you see a lot of that in my show. Um, I do a lot of, you know, like there's there's one figure where I'll, I'll, I'll pull 45 up, roll a quarter, and then kick over to a horizontal line, stop it, do a snap. Um, I never would have imagined that the decathlon might be one of the better knife edge flying airplanes out there, but it turns out it's pretty darn good. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. That's sick, um, man. Uh, it's freaking awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's, there's a bunch of stuff I want to keep working on that just isn't air show ready yet. Um, but uh, I'm not, I'm not bored yet. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's good. Do you have any uh, any new sponsors or anything like that for for twenty three? You want to plug or anything like that? I've am fortunate to have quite a few, um, and and several new ones coming on for twenty three. Hell yeah, um, yeah. So, well, I don't know. I'll just I'll I'll just run down the list. Of course, I got to <laughs> thank Lyft. Um, I've been flying the Lyft helmet for for a long time and, and love that thing. And I don't know people people used to laugh at me for wearing a helmet in a, in a Catalan, but. Uh, I think it's I think it's smart. I used yeah, to I laugh think... at people for wearing helmets in a decathlon too. Um not but just because I, I was not a helmet fan in general. Um but now I won't I basically won't fly an airplane without one and I would absolutely wear one in a decathlon. Um you know what it is? they got hit on that bar, man. It's such a stigma because they used to all be super heavy and, and not vented right. But they're so convenient, like the, the lift yeah. helmet, even the bonehead and everything. But the lift, especially, you know, with the visor, the comms, and and you really don't feel it. And it's just a nice thing to do. You don't have to worry about sunglasses going in between the headset thing, and 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 you have protection. So mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, exactly. Not? It's comfortable. Why not? You may as well. I don't see yeah. any wing walkers wearing helmets, morons. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> parachutes i wear one of those too but yeah right like why not wear a parachute do you think anybody's gonna like look at a wing walker and be like you you wimp you're not wearing a, you're wearing a parachute while wing nobody's gonna say that you know the thing the thing with wing <laughs> if you wore a parachute wing walking i think it would be more dangerous because it, it's cumbersome it's it's cramped it's cumbersome and it's cramped between the wings and the flying wires and stuff and then god like forbid it you know, you, you accidentally deploy the thing and it yanks you up against the flying wires and takes the airplane. That's yeah. probably bad news, but that's kind of like being a superhero and having a cape. Yeah. That would be better. Maybe no, just, a wing suit. just a wingsuit. Just a wingsuit. You know, some <laughs> people. Suit. Yeah, why not a squirrel suit? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be an act. Wing walk, yes. jump off, squirrel suit down, jump onto another airplane. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Uh, who else do you have uh, for sponsors uh, in 2023? All right. So let's see. I got uh, CamGuard. They've been helping me for a while. Aircraft Spruce. I've been hitting them pretty hard with this old decathlon rebuild. Um, of course, Hooker Harness. They just uh, rebuilt my belts for the decathlon and uh, Enter code threw some color in there. Check out. There. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love those. Um Tempest and, and their whole line. So, you know, not just like plugs and <clears throat> filters, but they've got yeah. precision air motive, fuel injection. They're rebuilding my fuel injection stuff right now. Nice. Um, they've been super helpful. Um, some of the newer ones, uh, Acme Arrow, they make really sick um, 
shock absorber landing gear for for bush planes um and so we're going to be putting a set of their shock gear on my cub oh cool um, yeah super excited that'd be really cool that. to see yeah yeah um i already said but airline design aaron bates has done an awesome job designing the color scheme for my airplane so if anyone needs kind of a a radical scheme for a uh shoot any airplane go talk to him um air tech they uh are providing all the paint and fabric materials for for the decathlon rebuilt and their system is just awesome you see like beautiful glass finish airplanes at oshkosh and and it's it's all air tech um so i'm i'm super excited by that um kind of close to home here air knocker uh small company a couple guys that are just geniuses with engines um they rebuilt my cub engine um this summer and uh they're geniuses with particularly little continentals that thing is it's making crazy power now. Um, so I can't thank awesome. them enough. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the, what is it? The camera to crank, I think the crank are really hard to find for the, uh, 65s, right? Cranks for, yeah. And 85s are really bad to find parts for mine's an 85. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, we lucked out that most everything was okay. Um, cause, uh, yeah, they're, they're real hard to find, but, um, yeah, so they do awesome work. And then a few of the new ones, um, I'm excited to work this year with Tac Aero. Uh, they're an awesome, awesome company um, that does advanced tailwheel flight training. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like like bush flying, just tailwheel stuff. Um, there's a, an awesome article about them in, in this last AOPA mag. Um, but I'm going to go do some flying with them. They're sponsoring my, my cub this year. Um, and I'm going to go do some flying with them, go on some of their backcountry expeditions um, and, and train with them. So oh, sick super excited to go do that yeah um mentioned earlier garmin uh is helping me out so we're putting a pretty sick panel in the decathlon um that's going to be a big help uh and then i'm going to be doing some work that i can't talk about yet but uh it's going to be cool so <laughs> can't wait yeah. to see uh what comes from that that's cool yeah uh, i'm excited i'm excited when can so, we yeah. expect that like any any uh time frame i i i don't even know what it is so yeah, they're just uh, just helping me out. So there we go. Love it. There we go. Where can people follow you on uh, on social media? Um, theoretically, I'm on Facebook, but pretty much just Instagram. Um, my handle is real difficult. It's at RJ Gritter. Um, there we go. I try to stay active on that. Throw some cool videos up. Then you won't see me for a month, and then I'll pop back up and post something. But yeah, perfect. That's where I hang yeah. out. Sweet. I love it. Awesome. Looking at it now. You got a great page. This is awesome. You need to post more. Fuck. I do. It's good stuff. I post a bunch of stuff and then get tired of it and go hide for a month and yeah, whatever. It's yeah. like all of us. I've got, you know, like terabytes of flying video that has never seen the light of day. But yeah. Yeah. It happens. But we love what you you know, what you do post, it's awesome. So give them a follow, everybody. It's good stuff. Love it. It's good stuff. Um, RJ, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Finally, thank Dude, you guys. We've been begging you, and you've been saying no. I, <laughs> you know, I just you've been you you just had to wear me down. That's all it was. Yep, that's all it was. <laughs> um, no, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, anything else, guys? Before we wrap it up tonight, uh, it's cold up here in New York. I haven't been flying much. It sucks. Yeah, I need to stay motivated. It's, I'm gonna watch some RJ videos. Too. 
get motivated. That's all I do too. I just watch my own videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go well, watch my cub right now. It's cold, man. It's gotta be. It's gotta be like 50 for me to pull the cub out. I'm I'm a wuss. Yeah, yeah. yeah I any cold that. that's not fun. Not fun. Well, sandals right now. <laughs> no, I, well, ironically, not to get into it because we're wrapping up, but uh, I'm in Phoenix where it's like 70 degrees and sunny. Um, but I head home on Thursday where it's like 45 degrees and it's been nonstop rain, nonstop. Like we've had yeah. two weeks of rain and another 10 days of rain. Like it's literally, I, I have no chance of flying. So it's kind of a bummer. Uh, so I'll just, you. you know, I'll just uh, hold my little hottie chalky in my hand or a little hot apple cider and watch RJ Greer videos. You know, and that's, that's why the, you, that's can't the plan. you can't beat it, man. Go to any contest. You didn't have time to train. Too much rain. I didn't. It's too much rain, dude. Guys, I'm sorry. I was gonna go. I was gonna compete this year, real, real hard, but I just didn't have time. I couldn't train. <laughs> yeah, couldn't hey, train. Weather. Weather, hey, yeah. whatever helps you sleep at night. That's Nature, it. Nature. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's a cold bitch. Um, RJ, thank you again, dude. Appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, I don't know, next time you need to stir the pot on some grassroots stuff, let me know. I'll come help. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be more to this. We haven't heard the the end of grassroots. um, But uh, we haven't even gotten into like flying advanced in a decathlon or, you know, any of that crazy stuff. So true. yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get into that next time. We'll have you back on for part two. Sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah. And and Mike Lentz, RJ and Mike Lentz. Ooh, yes. That would just blow up. Oh my God, they'll blow, that'll blow up. Yeah. The Cathon gang. Let's go. That's too much. That's too much to handle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to put it together and make sure the uh, the universe doesn't explode. <laughs> um, thank you to Lift Aviation. Head over to liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code FlyCool shit at checkout. You get 25% off most stuff on the website. I can tell you guys there's some, uh, some cool stuff coming down um, with some giveaways and products. So stay tuned for that. Go buy a shirt, flycoolshit.com slash merch. Or if you want to donate to the podcast, there's a donate button. We'd appreciate it. Um, And if there's nothing else, guys, the only thing else I have to say is have a fantastic evening. Good night, guys. You do as well. You do as well. You guys just have a, just have a, just a, just an evening. You, you know, just have an evening. Oh, should we play the Avi sport thing with the clipboards? Sure. Let's finish that up tonight. Go for um, it. Where is it? Avisport, A-V-I-S-P-O-R-T dot myshopify.com. We've made some clipboards that I think will be good. I didn't, we didn't even tell RJ about this. He's got to go check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll copy the link and send it to him. But it's got the uh, the contest sequence on the clipboard, so you never lose it, and you keep all your notes on it. I thought it'd be useful. I did it for myself, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, that's pretty but smart. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so go check those Thank out. You. Thank you. Thank you, RJ. Gosh, leave it on a positive. Please. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll go buy some clip clipboards, guys. Go buy some shirts. Go buy some helmets and gloves and clipboards and shoes from Lyft. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 